Welcome to this podcast from Penrith Church of Christ. If there is anything in this message that you would like to talk about further, please go to our website, www.cofcpenrith.org. That's www.cofcpenrith.org. Now let's listen to Pastor Dave Crocker. Well, last week uh, we began a, a series unpacking our, our mission our method and our vision. And I explained that our, our mission was to lead people to be, to be followers of the ways of Jesus Christ. And, and we talked about uh, the, the method that we used to do that. And our method was connect, contribute and celebrate. If you weren't here for last week's message, it will be available on the website. In the coming weeks, we're going to continue uh, next week with uh, celebrate. But today we're talking about the middle of the three things called uh, contribute. Our vision for the church is uh, statements that, that we put together as, as a uh, body when we met over in the hall at my really early in my time here, and it's we see a church that is vibrant and exciting, somewhere our guests would want to attend. We see a church that connects with all generations. We see a church that is a place of healing and restoration, somewhere that cares for both members and non-members. We see a church that prays, a place where the power and the wisdom of God converges to bring transformation. We see a church that empowers people to contribute faithfully and grow in gifting. We see a church that is committed to mission within our city, our community, our country, and internationally. And we see a church where no one stands alone. So this morning, as I said, I want to unpack pack the, the sort of Contribute. Now, I wonder how many of you, when you heard that word contribute, immediately thought that uh, the church just wants my money. Anyone want to be brave enough to put their hand up and say that's where your mind went to? But the, the crazy thing is that's what a lot of people think when they identify with church. Church is just after your money. Well, I want to categorically say this morning that church does want your money. Everyone wants your money. You, you can't walk through the mall without being accosted by someone trying to put something in your hand or sign you up for something or, or get you involved in what they're doing. Uh, you, you can log into be on the, on the internet and you get all these offers that just appear. And if you just sign up for a free trial, then, then you can see what we're all about, except they want your credit card details at the beginning. And if you're not careful, they, they bill you at the end. And, and I, I signed up for a, a pastor's network uh, based in a America um, because it, was, it came three month free trial with some resource I, I was purchasing and it was, it was great. The, the, the network was fantastic, the resources were incredible, but obviously I wasn't going to be able to go to, to their uh, events and the things that they do. The elders weren't going to approve me having a trip to America every month to, to do that. And so I, right at the end of the, the time, I tried to cancel the subscription. I went into the members area and there was nowhere that I could actually withdraw from this thing. So I thought, you know what I'll do? I'll be sneaking. I'll change my credit card details so they can't bill me. So I changed my credit card details and then what happened is at the end of the trial, of course, they billed me on the credit card details they first had. And so I made contact with them and said, look, I tried to get out of this network and I couldn't do that. And I said, sorry, we don't do any refunds under any circumstances. And, and I explained what had taken place and then I finished with this. This is a really bad look for a pastor. 
for a Christian organisation to be so concerned about money that, that you'd go to this length. I said, not only am I disappointed in you, I'll make sure that I never promote any of your material in Australia where I'm based. And now let's just say I got a refund processed overnight, which was fantastic. You know, you can play that, that guilt trip on a pastor by saying, that's not very Christian of you. Everyone wants your money. You get home and you open the letterbox and it's full of these enticing things. Unfortunately, when our kids watch TV, their eyes light up and they say, that's what I want. The problem is they want everything that there is on TV and they get excited about that. There's so many great causes out there. So many things that you could spend your money on. Kerry and I have sponsored numerous World Vision children. In fact, I used to go into schools, primary schools, and promote the world work of World Vision and invite them to be part of the 40-hour famine. We, we currently do micro-enterprise to uh, women in particular in developing nations, helping them set up small businesses to feed their, their family. Kerry and I contribute 10% of our income as a tithe, but we often give on top of that. It's not a question of who wants your money. It's a question of where will you contribute? And when I, I talk about contributing in the life of church here, I'm talking about so much more than money. Many people here give financially. Many people here serve in teams, on, on rosters, in, in uh, contributing to what we do in the life of church, helping us to do it better. That this morning, I don't know if anyone noticed, but we did things a little bit different. Who picked up on that? Anyone? <laughs> Just a little bit different. What we did this morning was I rostered everyone who was a volunteer off. I said, we had to leave Creation Kids Church because I wouldn't dump that on parents, but everyone that was serving would normally have been on a roster here in the life of church was off. Meant no one at the door to welcome except paid staff. So today that meant Janelle and I. So we were at the door. We prepared communion. That's why you had to come and get it, because it would have been too awkward to hang it, hang, hand it out. We mixed the sound. We put the, uh, the, the track that we would sing over, and I'm sorry for you that I had to be up on stage singing this morning. I do apologise. But I wanted us as a church to see the difference between the atmosphere that we're able to create when it's just us and the atmosphere we create together. So we, we say as part of our, our Connect, Contribute, Celebrate that we want to create irresistible environments to help people connect with God and others, contribute to the mission, and then celebrate. And, and this morning, it wasn't an irresistible environment. There, there was no music playing nicely when you walked in the door. It was silence, and, and man, I hate silence. Boy, it, it, it just began. And then during communion, we're sitting there, and it was just dead silent, and I'm like, oh. It was killing me a little bit on the inside. I wanted you to see what it would look like if none of you were part of what we do here. And from the absolute bottom of my heart, let me say thank you. Thank you to those that, that contribute. Thank you to those that in any small way go into making this service happen. Thank you to those who prepare communion for us every Sunday. I found out what a hard job that is. Thank you for the worship team who are here early every Sunday morning and, and part of what they do. Thank you for those that, that welcome on the door. Thank you for those who hand out the offering and the communion. Thank you for those who do audio and visual. Thank you for those that crash over there right now. Thank you for those that are over in, in kids' church. Thank you for everyone that I've missed out this morning. 
We want to say thank you. We want to say thank you for what you've done. Thank you for what you will do. Now, I, I want to just have a little bit of question and answer time for a moment this morning. I want to ask you, what, what, what did it feel like for you when, when church kicked off like it did this morning? Did, maybe you didn't notice anything. Maybe you actually thought it was an improvement and uh, we should sack the worship team. Um, I, I just want to point out that only one person asked for the church paper. A couple of you looked on the table, but, but no one really cares that we put a bulletin together every week and Judy spends hours doing that. So how did it feel for you this morning? You weren't brave enough to, to kind of give us an insight into how it connected for you this morning or what it was like. Yeah, impersonal. Let's draw that out. How was it impersonal? I was there. I shook your hand. Okay, yeah, good. So it didn't feel like a welcoming environment. It was flat. Oh, heck, it was flat. That was hard, man. It, it, it's hard being on stage and singing without a worship team behind you. The dynamic is so flat. That's a great word. Yeah. Cold. Yeah. Who else felt it was a bit... We're talking about the aircon this morning. I didn't have time to turn it off. No. But the atmosphere was cold, right? Yeah. It wasn't warm and inviting. And Yeah, yeah. Right. So you knew something was, that you were wondering what was going to happen. You, you had thought that this was a setup in some way. <laughs> yeah, I had a great word from God. No, it wasn't. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll carry on in a minute. I do have to say thank you to Janelle because I told her that we were doing this, whereas it was my choice. And, I, and she just pitched in awesomely. I said, there's no way I'm leading worship up there on my own. What, actually, she said to me, you're not leaving me up there on my own. But she did awesome. So, yeah, hold on. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. That, yeah, that was a risk that we... Yeah, which I love that, Joseph, I think. That... And actually, when I was up there, I could hear the worst, the congregation singing, and that lifted me. So, yeah, that, that's, that's good. And hopefully when we do finish all our, our sound work and things we do, we'll be able to hear that dynamic a lot, lot better. Hold on, there was a hand here. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> You're right. So I don't know if you heard what Harry said about years ago people used to fill up your car for you and it was like that in church this morning, self-serve. Um, who, who enjoyed coming forward to get communion? We thought that was a good thing. Okay. Who, who didn't enjoy that? Who, who wouldn't want to see that again? Just out of interest? Who just didn't care? So there was only one hand, Judy. You're not allowed to put your hand up. Okay, it's interesting. It, w it, was, it wasn't a bad thing, and maybe we need to do that every so often. Yeah. Wow, some people like silence. Then that's fine, and, and that's a battle I have, but just because I don't like silence doesn't mean there shouldn't be silence. Yep. Yeah, well, the Bible says, be still and know that I am Lord and God. So, you know, there are times for us to be silent. Yeah.
Yeah, you couldn't see the words. No, but I, I intentionally didn't move. I knew some of you wouldn't be able to see the words, but I wanted to make a point that, that I'm like the front row of a rugby team. Yeah, yeah. Make a better door than a window. <laughs> Barry's volunteering for next Sunday. That's awesome. Thanks. In fact, we'll, we'll just go with that whole row. You guys can... You won the lucky door prize. <laughs> Anyone else this morning? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. so there was definitely an incredibly different dynamic on stage. I'm on stage every Sunday, right? I'm working with the team every Sunday, but I found it really hard to stand. I don't know how you found it, Janelle, but it was, it was terrible. It was, I felt so awkward and so uncomfortable, and I never feel that. I'm very confident. I know what I'm doing in church stuff, but man, it felt tough this morning. It was horrible. Yeah. So we won't be doing it like that ever again. <laughs> Janelle's got a new contract out that if we ever do that again, um, she's resigning. And she just said before that I owe her for the rest of my days. <laughs> so it, it, it's tough, right? It, it, it was hard to do things differently, but some of it wasn't actually that bad. What we do here on a Sunday, we've kind of got our model pretty well sorted. It's pretty well what I expect. And sure, we'll change course a little bit as we move forward, but Sunday to Sunday, things don't vary that much. So when we do something different, dramatically different, we notice. I, I was standing there at the, before most of you arrived. I thought, man, it just is horrible in here. And I thought, you know what? I, I can do it. I can put music on. And so I plugged my phone in, and then I thought, there's this nice ambience happening. I thought, you know what? It won't be as impacting as if there was silence when people walked in. It, it was a really tough thing. So the, today what we're talking about is, is that we want to be a church that contributes to the mission. In a moment or any time soon, I'm going to invite Janelle to pass the, these clipboards around. And we've got a few areas of church life where we could use some more help and input for, for some, uh, some people. And so please just pass them around and back. If something uh, connects with you, then, then you're welcome to sign up for that. By, by just putting your name to it, you're not saying, yes, I will. You're saying, talk to me about it. I'd like to know more. Okay, so it's not a commitment. It's an invitation. You're off the worship team now. Is that was... Any other options? Sure, if you just want to make up an option, you... there is an option to say, put me in wherever you want. So anyway, let, let's carry on this morning. Thank you for the, um, the, the input. James, uh, where's um, Tim? There you are. This mic sounds awful. Do you want to tweak that now? We've kind of made the point. <laughs> I sound horrible. Very tinny where I am. Anyway, in, in basic journalism, there, there are five questions that it could be considered to be... Oh. My voice sounds like a motorbike now. That's awesome. There, there are five questions that are considered to be important for it to be a, a full and complete report. And uh, the, the factual answers to these questions are really important. The important thing about them, again, is that they can't be used as, as yes or no questions. And they're questions that you'll know. Who did that? What happened? Where did it take place? 
When did it take place? And why did that happen? Who is talking about a person? What is talking about a specific thing or an object? Where is our position or our place? When is the time, the occasion, the moment? And why is the reason or the explanation? Amongst those five questions are two questions I want to focus on this morning. What happened and why did it happen? The big idea for us today, if you want to remember one thing out, out of this message, if you're taking notes, this is our big idea. The why is so much more important than the what. If you have your why sorted out, the what becomes less important. In life, we spend a lot of time deciding on the what. What will I wear today? What will I do with my day off? What job will I do? What does it look like for me to to continue living life like this? We, We focus on the what. We spend a lot of time looking at the what. We make most of our decisions based on the what. Now, what can be temporal, but our why can be eternal. Our what can change, but our why usually doesn't. Our what can be corrupted because of baggage we carry. Our what can be filled with pride. I want to say this morning, I'm much more interested in your why than your what. Isaiah 55, 8 and 9 says this, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declare the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways. My thoughts higher than your thoughts. God has a pretty big why. As a a parent of uh, two boys who love life, I I can sometimes see what's about to happen. I can see imminent danger or imminent destruction about to take place. In fact, we we, uh, built our house in in Jordan Springs and we'd just got our keys. We were really excited. We had only bought mattresses and pillows with us to spend our first night in a new home and we raced there after school with the boys. We unlocked the door and they already knew which of their bedrooms they were going to have and they ran to their bedrooms and uh, one of my children, I nearly mentioned his name but I shouldn't, one of my children did a forward roll and put his foot straight into the wall and dented it. This was the, we'd only had the house a minute, right? My gosh, we nearly went down to a two children family in that moment. Like part of me was like, oh, are you kidding? And the other part was like, yes, now the first bit of damage has happened. We can get on with living in our house. He's still got the dent in the wall. We haven't fixed that. But as a parent, I can see it happening. I can see that sometimes their choices are going to lead to consequences I don't want them to have to experience. So sometimes when I see that happening, I I can growl at them. I I can remove them from that situation. I can give them time out, which usually works quite well in our household. I can stop that happening in the moment. And I can leave it there. But better parenting is to sit down and explain to my children the why. Why was that an issue? Why did I stop you? Why don't I want you doing that Because if I just give them the what, that doesn't keep them safe the next time. That doesn't stop them from repeating the same thing again and again. As a parent, I need to give my children the why. And I think that 
is what God is saying in this passage. It's like he is our parent and we are his children. He's saying, my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. My ways are higher than your ways. A mentor once told me that as we are doing our work, it's like we're in this, this little uh, paddock in, in the field and we can see everything around us and, and that becomes our perspective. We, we base life on what we see immediately around us. But he said, if you have the opportunity to climb the tree and see the whole field, not just the paddock that you're in, you get an entirely different perspective. And the power of us trying to develop and discern what our why is in God is so much more important than the what. God has the big picture in mind. One of the, the cultural shifts that I'm looking for in this church is as we move forward is we become a church that doesn't always put their hand up and say, I want to do this or I want to do that. But we become a church that says, I want to serve wherever you need me to serve. Don't feel bad if you've just bypassed that tick box on the list, by the way. But how much better is that for us to say, you know what? I don't know where I need to serve, but maybe you do. So you don't know all the needs perhaps we have in the life of church. One of the things I'm hoping for us as a church is we discover our why in the kingdom of God. When Jesus was teaching his disciples how to pray, he gave us some insights into his kingdom. He says, our Father in heaven, holy is your name. Your kingdom come and your will be done. See, the kingdom of God is all around us. It's where the will of God is allowed to flourish. It's where we invite him to be part of our lives, not just an add-on to our lives. It's when the church begins to grow in capacity and influence. It's when we allow God to work in our lives. Our why is so much more important than our what. There's a passage in Scripture that many of you will know well. It's become popular and it's known as the prayer of Jabez. 1 Chronicles 4.10. Now, Chronicles is an important book in the Bible because it lists the genealogy of father and son all the way down for generations and generations. And while it's important, it doesn't make for good reading. In fact, it makes for horrible reading and it's guaranteed to help you fall asleep at night. That's why God gave it to us in the first place. So that, anyway, 1 Chronicles 4.10. Now, in this particular passage, it's gone name, 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 name. And there's this sentence about this guy Jabez that appears out of nowhere. It says, Jabez cried out to the God of Israel, Oh, that you would bless me and enlarge my territory. Let your hand be with me. Keep me from harm so that I will be free from pain. And God granted his request. So Jabez has looked at his life. His, his what? He, he looks at that and he goes, It's not what I want it to look like. It's not what I was expecting. It's not what I want. I don't want this life to continue as it does right now. I want it to be different. Jabez wanted to change his what. And so he goes to God and he cries out to God. We don't know why he was called Jabez, that the name Jabez means sorrow. Perhaps 
um, when he was being born, mum died and they named him Sorrow. Perhaps he had a, a physical uh, issue with him that, that was going to cause problems and, and, and they named him Sorrow. I, I know that in, in biblical times a person's name was incredibly significant. It gave insights into who they were as a person and often a, a parent would choose a name to represent a situation or circumstance around the birth or their hopes for that child. We know that Jabez has the name Sorrow. It would have been tough for Jabez when he shows up at school and everyone's saying what their names were and he's got his little uniform on and everyone's got these great names and he's called Sorrow. Poor little boy would have been crying by his first lunchtime, never wanting to go back to school. Jabez took charge of his what? He didn't allow his situations or his circumstances or other people's opinions define who he was. He moved past his what and into his why. He wanted God to bless him. In Old Testament language, the word blessing was never meant to be bless me so that I can keep hold of it. Genesis 12 unpacks God's will that we're blessed to be a blessing. That which we have received is not just for ourselves, but we are designed to give it to other people. Whatever blessing comes in our life is great, but I'm not to hold on to it. I'm to be a vessel that allows it to flow through me and un- un- towards other people. Perhaps God has blessed you financially. You're, it's not about holding on to that finance, but it's about releasing it to bless other people. Maybe God's given you wisdom and blessed you in that way, and it's not meant to be you holding on to that wisdom, but it's, it's sharing it with others and and helping other people see their way through a tough situation. Maybe God has given you a a blessing of peace. It seems like you've got peace around your life. You're not supposed to hold on to that, but you're supposed to take that and walk into a situation where there's turmoil and allow the peace of God to be there. Blessing wasn't just about us. Jabez asked God to bless him. Keep him from harm. Let the hand of God be with him. He asks that his territory would be enlarged. In other words, he's asking for his area of influence to stretch and to grow. He went from his what and he determined his why. I want to be a blessing. I want to take what I've got and bless other people. In the midst of this massive list of names, this sentence pops out of nowhere. We're not told his parents' name. We don't know where he fits into the genealogy. Maybe when they were, they were sorting out the Bible, they slipped it in there by mistake and it was supposed to be in, in a different book. I don't know. I'm joking on that point, by the way. Worship team, you can come and join me. I have rostered the worship team on through the last couple of songs so you'd feel the contrast between light and dark and go out of this place rejoicing. I want us to be a church that settles our why. I I want us to be a church that, that doesn't just go, this is what I want to do, but this is why I want to do it. Our why is that people matter. Our why is that salvation matters. Our why is that you are important to God. Our why is that God invites you into relationship. Our why is like Jabez that God will bless us so that we can be a blessing to other people. One of the core values here in our church is that we would contribute. 
and I would hope as part of our church family, you contribute in one way or another here in the life of church. We value you so much. We, we, we want more and more people contributing here, not just because it's a blessing to us, but you know what? It blesses you. When you get side by side, shoulder to shoulder with someone serving, you grow. Because sometimes there were people on team that you find it hard to work with. Like that's Janelle's problem. She's got this pastor that just makes her do so much and demands so much of her. But we grow when we're in team. We grow when we're working with other people. And, and sometimes we, we want to pull people off one team and put them on another so we can create room for others to come through. Contributing is not just about having our salary paid. It's great that it is. It's not just about paying off the debt for the hall. And, you know, most a lot of you will be aware that we have a mortgage to Churches of Christ on that. And we currently owe around $280,000 for that. Just to let you know that that, that is, is where we're at and the reality of it. And we, we, we don't want to just contribute to take care of stuff like that, although that's really important. And I want to encourage you to do that. You can write me a check after church. That'll be fine. Make it payable to Dave Crocker. Um, and, and I'll make sure it gets to where it needs to go. But I want to I wanna encourage you. Contributing is about you. It's about what God wants to do in your life. Yep, it blesses other people. Yes, it makes a difference in others' world, but it makes a huge difference in your world. You look at, let's pick on this team behind us, as they spend time practicing and working together and working things out, relationships are strengthened. You're able to encourage one another, able to get alongside when someone else is struggling and see because you're part of their world. Contributing is a blessing to others, but it's also a blessing to you. Let's be a church that contributes. Thank you for listening to this podcast from Penrith Church of Christ. If there was anything in this message that you would like to talk further about, please go to our website on www.cofcpenrith.org. That's www.cofcpenrith.org.